Shrimp Pike Boys. I am Zach, along my co-host Nick. Nick, what's going on? Good to be back. Good to be back. It's also good that football season's finally over here uh, in the New York area. Giants jet seasons uh, mercifully ended a few weeks ago. We've taken a little bit of uh, time, I guess, to reflect. I don't know, Zach. This, you look at this football season. Both these teams were mediocre at best. Obviously, the Jets have a little bit of an excuse with no Aaron Rodgers. The Giants, I guess you can say the same thing with Daniel Jones. But you look at how the team still progressed throughout the year without the starting quarterbacks. And is there really anything to look forward to in the future with these two teams? And is there anything that could really be done to drastically change these teams to change the direction of where they're heading? Well, with the Jets, I feel like you have a little more hope because you got Aaron Rodgers coming back next year. Obviously, I mean, we said it when Rodgers went down four plays into the year. That was the end of the year. And Jets fans kind of held on a little bit of hope after they ended up winning that game against Buffalo to start the season. But realistically, that probably was the end of their season. And we all saw what happened with Zach Wilson and how he got benched and all the question marks for the Jets team that as they down spiraled uh, the rest of the season. But you do get multiple-time MVP back, a Super Bowl champion back in Aaron Rodgers. So you got a little hope there. With the Giants, it's not like Daniel Jones was playing well before he got his before he tore his ACL. He was struggling to command this offense. The, the Giants are scarier than the Jets right now because at Plus, least you can you probably don't, hope. Yeah, you don't know if Daniel Jones is going to be back week one. You don't know his timeline to returning. He's coming off an ACL injury. So but like that's tough too. But you gotta look at it too with the Giants. The season was miserable. You're probably not gonna have Jones for week one. Saquon's gonna be a question mark because he's gonna come back. The offensive line's still an issue. There's so many question marks on this roster. There's still no true top target in the receiving core or in uh Darren Waller was a disappointment, too. There's just so many question marks in this Giants team, and there's not a clear direction of going. They're too far back in the draft to kind of start a complete rebuild, but they're not close enough where they're maybe a piece or two away from getting into the playoffs either. I, and, you know, you still got Dallas. You still got Philadelphia. It's a tough division. I know Washington's down now, but they're still a pretty talented team. They just never had a quarterback up. I don't know where you go with the Giants. And then on top of that now, we were just talking about before we turned the mics on, Zach. There's now question marks about David. The only good there part are. about this team this past season was the defense and the job that Wink Martindale's doing. And you see that Dave, Brian Dable doesn't have a temperament based on Pat Leonard's article that came out a few weeks ago. And he chased Wink Martindale out of the building. And it seems like coaches are having a tough truck. Tough time getting along with Dable. He's calling out players. There's a lot of disagreement of how to handle certain parts of the team, like the Xavier McKinney incident. I just – I don't know. I This can go so many different ways. We can have a playoff team next year. We can have a team that's going to completely nosedive and do nothing. I don't know. And I thought, looking at how the Giants have played the last few weeks, that they had figured out the team was playing well, competitive still for all the circumstances. But – now you see the internal issues that Brian Dable has. It's like, is he going to last long-term? Can this – is this a um, 
long-term thing that could work? Or is this going to fall out really quickly? And we're going to have a revolving door of assistant coaches. And it's eventually going to lead to Dable getting fired as well. I don't know. Yeah, this is crazy because you're talking about a guy last season won coach of the year. He won coach of the year. And then all this comes out. I mean, the team struggles. Let's be honest. If the team, if the, if the Giants won 11 games this year, will we really be talking about this right now? Losing brings out losing brings out the worst in everyone, Zach. And you're exactly. now seeing the flaws of Brian Dable where when things are going wrong, what the article report was that Brian Dable just screams like a maniac with no solutions on how to fix the problem, just yelling at them because just to yell at them at this point. They were saying during the Dallas game, Wink Martindale's trying to get the play calls in. And Dable's just screaming over the headset. And they can't get the play calls in because of it. Then they're even talking about how we noticed it in week two against Arizona where the play calling clearly changed out of Kafka's hands. And apparently Dable sporadically took that out of Kafka's hands a few times throughout the season. Sometimes gave it to Shea Tierney, the QB coach. Sometimes he took it over. But Dable would start screaming at Mike Kafka too. And it would just be to yell at him. There would be no solution or way to address the problems that were going on with the team. And, you know, what I didn't like to see too, Zach, the defense was the only positive part of the team this year and basically bailed out the Giants and a lot of the wins that they had. And Dable still unleashed on Wake Martindale and blamed him for a few of the losses and for almost losing a couple of the games too, which it's that's a tough pill to swallow if you're Wake Martindale when you're doing everything to help save the team. And the I mean, statistically, sink the team. The defense, the defense did struggle in some games this past year. I mean, the defense definitely was the strength of this team, but it's not like this team has a killer top five defense, in my opinion. I mean, there may be a top 12 defense in the NFL. I mean, there's still, I wouldn't even consider, how do you know if I put them as a top 10 defense in the NFL? It's not like their offense is a bottom five offense, but their defense it definitely That's still had room to approve, and it definitely struggled this year. Uh, there were some inconsistencies in the secondary. We did get pretty good linebacker play, and obviously Dexter Lawrence up front is absolute beast. But it's not like this defense <laughs> doesn't have any issues. I mean, this defense definitely has room to improve. Uh, it was good to see Banks play well this year. Uh, he's definitely kind of emerging as a lockdown corner who the Giants need. Bobby O'Karake, that might have been the signing of the offseason. Bobby O, terrific season. Uh, McFadden, when he was playing, he played well. I mean, yeah, Who I mean, the, the linebacker core step? is strong. The linebacker core is very strong. Kevin Thibodeau took steps forward. But you got to remember, you gave up 40 points week one to Dallas. A lot of that has to do with the Giants not doing much on offense, right? And Dallas controlling the flow of the ball, the flow of that of those- game. But you have to look at it. 14 of those points immediately weren't the defense's fault. There was a blocked field goal. Obviously, the special teams coordinator got fired, which was probably well-deserved. And then the pick six came immediately after that as well, where the ball dropped out of Saquon's hand. So, you know, it's not completely out of, on the defense, but the defense didn't even touch the field. It was 14 nothing at that point in that week one game. Yeah, I mean, it's not entirely on the defense, but when you give up 40 points, the defense is to blame partially in that yeah. game. Well, when you score nothing as well, that's sort of blame on the, the offense. The offense sucked. The offense was a bottom three offense. The Jets and the Giants arguably had the two worst offenses in the NFL this past yeah. season. And the, for the Jets, you're getting a 
a quarterback who's won multiple MVPs in a Super Bowl. For the Giants, you're getting a man who you're paying $40 million for who's coming off an ACL surgery and has had one productive season for you. So are you All confident? Right. I don't I'm know. Not confident. Just this is a big year for Daniel Jones too. This is a, a big, big year. year. It's a big year for Brian Dable too. The team. It's a huge year for Brian Dable. Season. If we get another season like this, Dable's gone. Dable's gone. Dable's no gone, and which sucks because this is the year Mike Rabel's available, Bill Belichick's available. So you're Jim missing Harbaugh. out. Well, yeah, Jim Harbaugh obviously going to the Chargers, but he was available. So this was a year there was great coaching candidates available and. You're sticking with Dable. You got it. Joe Shane better hope this is the right move. Mara family better hope this is the right move. Uh, But yeah, as a Giants fan right now, you got to be, you believe in this team and like not have much hope. I mean, we'll see what they do. We'll see if they re-sign Saquon. Uh, But like you mentioned earlier, not Darren Wall. the The Darren Waller signing was a little bit of a disappointment this year. Obviously, much of this year he missed due to injury. There's still and no good wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, Darius Slayton's your number one receiver. I mean, you put him on any playoff. You put him on the four remaining teams, right? Baltimore, Kansas City, Detroit, and San Francisco. Is he better than a number th- like three on any of those teams? No. No. <laughs> and that's and your you best guy. Concern- you know what concerns me, too? So they're at six in the draft right now. And where they're clearly going is they're going to go with what the best player available is. That just tells me you have no plan. And you have to address a lot of holes. You just get to get whatever falls to you at six. Well, There's other than no linebacker, plan. what's their strength? If, unless they keep Saquon running back. That's the problem. And they're, they're weak at everything. I know. So they're going to get the best available player. So there's clearly no plan which is also scary as hell. So I I don't know. Um, there's so many question marks with the Giants. It's such a wild card for next year with the coach, with the quarterback, with the roster. I don't know. It's It'll be interesting to see what happens next year. Um, I do want to move into the Jets real quick as well, Zach, because you did bring up the point of all these coaches that were available this offseason. Realistically, it's, let me hear your opinion on this. I believe that the only reason Robert Sala is coming back this year is because Aaron Rodgers has endorsed him to want to come back. Absolutely. He if, stinks. If Aaron Rodgers did not give the okay for Robert Sala, you think he should have been fired this year? Yes. Absolutely. I, I agree, too. I don't have faith in Robert Sala right now. I know he hasn't had a quarterback in any of the years that – He's been a coach here, but he hasn't been able to adjust to the quarterbacks he's had either. I, you're telling he's also me struggled with the media. The defense has been all right, but yeah. So you're telling know. me. So let when both Tyrod and Daniel Jones went down this year, and Devito got in for uh for a few games, the Tommy Cutlets era in Manhattan, <laughs> in uh, New York, New York and New Jersey. Uh, I mean, look at look at. Tommy Cutlets, right? Undrafted rookie out of Illinois. Didn't even and make Dab- the roster. Yeah, didn't, didn't make the make roster. roster. And Dable gets him to win three games in a row. You're telling me a former first round number two overall draft pick, you can't get him to play 
as well as this this guy that the Giants basically got off the street. Like I, I kind of blame a little bit on that on coaching because yeah. there definitely is talent in Zach Wilson. You see flashes of the talent. Plus, you had Tim Boyle on your roster, and then you tried Trevor Simeon as well, and you still couldn't win games with them. It, it's... I think that's game planning. That's like, yeah, I mean, none of those guys are superstars. I feel like Zach Wilson, you put him anywhere, he probably is not going to put up Pro Bowl-type numbers. I, I do think he was a little bit of a boss, and he just didn't pan out overall. But I do blame a little bit on coaching, because I think the Jets could have gotten more out of him. You, you know where the problem is, and it still is on Salah? It's that Salah swung and missed on the offensive coordinator twice now. It was Lef- who was it? it was Lafleur last year, or for the first two Hackett years he was a terrible. And then Hackett they only brought in for Rodgers. But as soon as Rodgers went down, Hackett was ineffective with any other quarterback as well. Salah's made bad decisions on his offensive coordinators, and that's going to come back to bite him because the defense has been fine, and that's what his specialized in. But and they still haven't fixed this old line. No. This old that's line is atrocious. That's why Honestly, Rogers I think if Rodgers was healthy, I don't think this Jets team would have gone that far, in my opinion. Let's let's also be realistic, Zach. So we're now talking about the Jets for next year. This old line is not going to be that much better. And you're going to rely on Aaron Rodgers to be back there as a 41-year-old quarterback. Look at the AFC playoff picture too, Zach. I was listening to this today. How many good teams and playoff teams are there in the uh, AFC? I mean, in their division you, alone, you look at yeah, their division alone is Buffalo and Miami. In the AFC North, you have Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati. They're all playoff teams. Oh, yeah, all of them are playoff in the, teams. In the AFC South, you have Houston and Jacksonville, who obviously Houston won the division and then Jacksonville missed the playoffs, but you argue that they can go far. Hey, and you got Indianapolis Indy too. one. Yeah. Indianapolis won nine and eight. In the AFC West, okay, you got Kansas City, who obviously are the Chiefs. You can probably eliminate the Raiders and the um, Broncos, but then you're forgetting the Chargers are back in the mix now, too, with Harborough and hopefully a healthy Justin Herbert. They have talent and just haven't had a coach. That's, hold on, that's counting the Jets as 3, 7, 9, 10. 11, 12. There's 12 teams that are going to be fighting for playoff spots. I didn't, I don't really see the Jets winning the division. You're not beating Buffalo. You're barely going to beat Miami if you're lucky. I don't think they're a better team than Miami. No, I don't think so either. So, and they're definitely not a better team than Buffalo. No, absolutely not. They're I the third best team in the division. And they're going to be fighting with all these other teams for wild card spots. Absolutely. And I don't think their schedule is a walk in the park next year either. I haven't looked at I know San Francisco's on there, so you can chalk that up as a loss. I have to see their schedule for next year. Hey, it's football. Anything thing. can happen, but we'll see. This is a big make-or-break year for Robert Sal- for Salah, and we'll see and what this Jets game Brian can do. Dable as well. Yeah, big year we for New York football next year. We might be getting two new coaches at this time next year, Zach. Yeah. Let's talk about a coach who's not so new and who's leading the New York Knickerbockers to some winning basketball right now. Obviously, the big trade for to, to get OG. Uh, and it seems to have worked out really well. I think the Knicks are – I've only lost like two or three games since they acquired OG. Ten and two. Ten yeah, and two. Ten and two. So, and they're playing great team basketball right now, obviously led by Jalen Brunson, who is 
playing at an extremely high level. He also just got snubbed at the All-Star game, but that's a different conversation for a different day. Yeah. Uh, but he's become the leader of this team. He's taken that role over for, from Julius. Uh, but having those two scores in the lineup, I mean, even without Mitchell Robinson, the Knicks are getting the job done, and they're playing great team basketball overall. They got two good scores. Uh, I guess one solid score in Julius and then Jalen, who's really lighting it up lately. I think since he he had the calf injury, I believe it was, he had to miss two games, I believe. But since he's been back from that injury, I think he's averaging like 36, 37 a game, and he's playing lights out right now, uh, and he's carrying this team. I'm still concerned, Zach. I think this is a better Knicks team than what we saw last year that went to the second round of the playoffs. But can they really go far? Do you trust Julius Randle as the number two on this team? Can you trust Randle? So far in the playoffs, twice, two years in the playoffs, we can say no to that. This is put up. You know, it's it's like Dak Prescott, right? You see Dak Prescott in the regular season, and you're like, "Damn, this guy's fucking good." Like, he's lighting up. Like, well, Dak's like near MVP level in the regular season, and then it comes to the playoffs, and it's just it shit hits the fan. But every year, like, dude, you see Dak this regular season. This is our year. This This guy's good. This guy's good. I mean, Julius isn't quite that good, but Julius is playing solid basketball right now. He came out of the gate playing like crap coming off that ankle surgery but he's turned things around and yeah i think he's he's a great compliment to jalen brunson who's the clear number one on this team at this point but i'm still concerned this team plays team basketball and we're playing good defense with the perimeter with og i don't disagree with that but again i'm still concerned you need stars to succeed in the playoffs they need another score yeah if they want to be with boston and if randall and if randall doesn't show up in the playoffs again this year they need to start looking for another new number two. They luckily have the cab room and the flexibility with the draft capital to be able to hopefully acquire that. But I think you got to run in the playoffs this year and see what Randall does. If Randall shows up in the playoffs, okay, good. We need to just get a few more pieces around Brunson and Randall and be all right. But if Randall doesn't perform in the playoffs this year, he needs to go. He needs to go. Wow. They're not going anywhere with him. I think it's like R.J. Barrett, too. They weren't going to go anywhere further than what they did with R.J. Barrett, so they knew they had to get rid of him and re- retool. Randall might be on the same route very quickly if he doesn't perform in the playoffs this year. Julius Randall's next future is 100% on the line. Wow, maybe. Maybe. I think I think that's kind of a, a bold statement, but you could be right. I mean, he's yeah. definitely struggled the last couple of postseasons, and this is a big year for Julius. Uh, We're going to know for sure what kind of – potential we have with Julius Randle and how far they can get in the playoffs. They need another right score. Now, so we'll see what they do theory, before the deadline. What do we got? Like yeah. six more games before the deadline. So something like that. Yeah. I know the Knicks play the Nuggets tonight and hopefully they can smoking get the win right there. Now. And uh, you said smoking them right now. I think they are. They were when I was right before we turned this on. Hold All on, right. Check now this would be a big game. That's the defending champs right there. And that's uh, without Isaiah Hardenstein too. Yeah, sixty-two forty-one at the half. Next, with without our limited center, as well. Jericho Sims getting some minutes. Jericho Sims is uh definitely um holding down get, the forward right now. He's super talented, honestly. Every time he plays, I feel like he he holds his own. I don't know. I I feel like he he's not 
that much of a liability at center. He doesn't have the t- especially the rebound ability that Mitch has, but yeah. I think I Jericho you- Simmons is a super athletic guy and he can make plays. Hell yeah. Can I ask another question, Zach? Did you watch any of the Knicks Nets game? Uh, I did on TNT rivalry week. Rivalry week. What rivalry? The Nets. Oh. Do the Nets? Are we are we to debate this? Is the Knicks and Nets not a rivalry? Zach, there's no Nets fans to fight with. Dude, you saw that building on Tuesday. That was the Nets Dude, that home sound- game. That was. Was that a Nets home game or was that a Knicks home game? Yeah. I mean, this isn't new news. It's like the it's like the Rangers Devils, right? The Rangers have the much larger fan base than the Devils. The Knicks have the larger fan base. But I know there's a Devils fan base. I know there's a Devils fan base. They show up to home games. Do Nets fans show up to home games? Well, think about a lot of people from Brooklyn. They grew up. Their family grew up Knicks fans. It's some people from Jersey who are that's. But are the Nets? But that's even that's even now too, Zach. Like. When the Nets moved to Brooklyn, I was borderline between the Nets and the Knicks and who I wanted to root for. And when the Nets went to Brooklyn, I became a Knicks fan. Like wow. How many how many kids now even growing up in New Jersey are now Knicks fans over Nets fans? They don't have think, a fan base. Yeah. They've well, especially now that they lost mistakes. KD, no KD, no Kyrie. What do you got to root for? Bridges? McCall Bridges? They're they're so irrelevant. So have you seen their viewers? They're only getting like Bridges and Thomas. You know how many viewers the Nets are getting on Yes on a nightly basis? Not a lot. They're only getting like 40,000 viewers on their games. Look, Bridges and Thomas, I shouldn't I shouldn't say that. They're there's they're quality players. It just this team doesn't really have much star power and they keep blowing games in the fourth quarter. They can't close games. So that might be an indictment on Jock Fawn, even though I do think he's a good coach. But the, the Nets do have to figure out a way to close games. They're not the a terrible get team. A, the Nets need to figure out a way to be relevant. That's yeah. That's the problem. That is the problem. I don't know. But maybe they uh, gotta move. That's a good question. Good poll question. I want to hear from you guys. Is Knicks Nets a rivalry? No. Is that a rivalry game? No. Maybe like a few no. years ago when they were the annoying little brothers kicking us of the shin, being like, we're gonna take over New York. I think we're there's, there's some New York. It's still uh a little bit of a rivalry, but not as much as other ones for sure. What's the biggest rivalry in New York? Is it Mets Yankees? I think it's Giants. From a bias standpoint, I think it's one of the hockey rivalries because they're all in the same division. So is it Devils Rangers or Rangers Islanders? Probably Devils Rangers. Devils Rangers, yeah. I think Devils Rangers or Rangers Islanders, especially because there's been so many good playoff matchups too. Devils Rangers. They will play each other in the playoffs every year. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Devils are struggling right now. A lot of injuries for in New Jersey right now. Uh, but, I mean, the Devils, what they really need is to get Jack Hughes back and healthy. Lindy With Jack Hughes out of... Really? He needs to get fired. Yeah, he 100% does. Why, why do you say that? It, I mean, when Jack... The Devils rely way too much on Jack Hughes. Uh, I get Jack Hughes is out of this... Been out a lot of games, but I don't really see this as still an excuse to lose some of the games they're losing, Zach. I know the goaltending's been bad too, but like again, they should still be a lot more competitive than they are. It doesn't make sense. So it's not even just it. goaltending. They're just not playing with any like urgency at all. Goaltending is certainly an issue. 
But you got to remember, Graves is out. Well, Graves is gone this year. He was a big loss. Dougie Hamilton's out. Siegenthaler's out. So think about it. Three, arguably your three top defensemen from last season are no longer playing. So that's a huge loss for this Devils team, especially with a with a struggling goal with struggling goaltending play. So you, you know, have a struggle. Like... You have a you have two struggling goalies plus you're you're missing your top three defensemen from last year. So that's a recipe for disaster to begin with. But yes, you got to put Devils... some of the blame on Lindy that this team. You are missing your 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 bona fide star, your all star. They should Hughes. stay afloat, it but they should be. Yes, it, it should be smoother than it has been. When you're losing in regulation to San Jose, you got smoked by Dallas the other day. You're currently getting smoked by Carolina. You're barely beating teams like the Blackhawks, the Canadians, the uh, Blue Jackets. It's a concern. It's an overall team play. I just don't think has been good whatsoever. And Look, I've, we've seen trends in this as well, too. The fan base is turning on Lindy Ruff. I, I'm seeing it. I'm, it's a fan base that I don't think trusts Lindy Ruff anymore and wants him gone as soon as possible. And I think if they don't make the playoff, I think Lindy Ruff's gone. Well, look, look the beginning of last season, they were chanting, fire Lindy. Yeah. At the end of last season, they were chanting, sorry, Lindy. So we know how, how things can change. Things can change fast. There has you... been a lot of injuries, a lot of turnover on this team. So... Give Lindy, I give Lindy a little bit of a break, but this team does need to play better hockey. Uh, you know, they need to play better defensively, and they need to play better bo- in net. We'll see if they make a move for a goaltender. Their goaltending play has been atrocious all season, pretty much. Kevin Weiss keeps reporting that they're possibly keeps hinting at them getting a goaltender, so I'm not sure sure what that is looking like or what that'll be. But any uh, anything other, Vitek Vanacek's taking a complete nosedive. Nico Dawes is now playing again. Akira Schmidt has been horrible again. I don't know he's how he lost. In, he's I don't back know in how Utica. the Rangers. I don't know how the Rangers lost a playoff series to him last year. I'm <laughs> disgusted makes, yeah, by that. That makes no I sense. I am so disgusted by that, Zach. Um, that playoff series still bothers me to this day. Um, yeah, and then Vitek Vanacek's been awful. Somehow Nico Dawes, like I said, has been your best goalie, and he was in Utica to start the season. Um. Well, we saw Nico Dawes two years ago have flashes, right? He's he's a he's a talented guy. He's a big body in in net, but he's been inconsistent. We obviously saw the inconsistencies two years ago, uh, but the real disappointment this year is Vanacek and how he's per- how he hasn't progressed the second year, and he's really taken a nosedive, like you said. And I think part to blame is defense play and the injuries on def- uh, defensively that the Devils have had. I mean, other than Luke Hughes, Luke Hughes is having a, a, sol- a low-key solid season for the Devils this year. But other than that, inconsistent play, uh, defensive play for the Devils. And you know, this team ride or dies on Jack Hughes right now. And when Jack Hughes out of the lineup, this team is not very good. I mean, we still have Brad and Toffoli, but this team is really not very good without Jack Hughes. To to put it into perspective, Zach, you brought up an interesting point of Vitek Vanacek and that the defense wasn't playing well behind him. The defense was the key last year. I remember watching a couple of the regular season games against the Rangers that the Devils played, and then the playoff series when Akira Schmidt went in. They never got the defense never allowed those goalies to get challenged. That was the difference. 
Akira Schmidt was never challenged in the playoff series last year, which is why the goaltending looked as good as it was. And then Vitek Vanacek for a lot of the regular season also wasn't challenged with because of the good defensive play. And it sh- made his stats look better than he actually was. Now that's fallen off and Vitek Vanacek is awful. Well, your best defensive pair is out. <laughs> so that, that hurts the Devils a lot. I mean, plus your, your top center is out. I mean... There, I mean, first of all, we shouldn't make excuses, right? Every losing team can make excuses, but the Devils got to find a way to come overcome these injuries, have a next man up mentality, and kind of get the job done. But that's on coaching. It, it partly is. It partly like I think Lindy can only do so much with the, the players he has right now. I don't think they're playing to their full ability. That's the concern. Look, you guys should have been like the Islanders and fired their coach, Patrick Roy. Now at the. Uh... Helm of the Islanders. I don't think it's really helping that much early on, but we'll see if it can help push the Islanders into the playoffs. Um, a pretty talented team there that has potential, but we'll see. The Devils and the Islanders both not make, both might not make the playoffs somehow. As wild as that sounds, I think both are out of the playoffs right now. I mean, the Devils. I don't follow the Islanders nearly as closely as the Devils, but the Devils. I could see why. I mean, you. There's really three re- reasons why. Injuries, it, uh, inconsistent defensive pairings, and poor goaltending play. That's that's the issue. I mean, this Devils team wants to play with speed. That's That's been their key for the last few seasons, right? I mean, you've got Brad and Hughes uh, and Nico. And they want to play with speed. They want to play a fast-paced game. But if they don't have that defensive backbone, they really can't leverage that offensive speed and it's really hurting this devil's team so that's why they're struggling i mean it's pretty clear as well as the lack of good goaltending play but they're still not far out of it what are they like three points out of a playoff spot so the metro is pretty wide open from that perspective yeah yeah they're three points out of a wild card spot though i i mean they can they if they make a run they definitely can make the playoffs they're not out of it by any means but they're they're on the outside looking in right now and it is concerning at this point. There, You can question the coach, but I don't think it's all on Lindy. And this team definitely can turn it around. So I'm, I haven't given up hope on Lindy but and the Devils, but it's not looking good at the moment. You know, Zach, the only playoff team right now that exists has major concerns as well. So, look, the Rangers are in first in the Metro, been in first for a while, but a lot of the concerns with this team – that we knew existed are starting to really show its ugly head recently. The Rangers can't score on five on five. They live and die off the power play. They live and die off of Shesterkin and Quick. And the recent stretch of games where they had probably a 10-point lead in the Metro is now down to about two or three. And I don't know. I don't know if the Rangers are good enough to win a Stanley Cup. It's kind of concerning me as well. I they're going to make the playoffs for sure. They're going to obviously be a threat, and they're going to make a move at the trade deadline, but I just don't know if this core is good enough to win a Stanley Cup. It's something that I think I... You know, I know you don't watch as many Ranger games as I do, but this is a team that can't score on 5-5, five and five, Zach, and has some major defensive breakdowns when they play, and it's kind of ugly. Yeah, the team had definitely got off to a real hot start, but with all the competition in the East, I mean... Look, let's base the Rangers are they're definitely a they're definitely a playoff team. They're a team that could still 
They still hold the lead in the Metropolitan, but the East is competitive. They're going to be up there with Florida. They're going to be up there with Boston. They're going to be up there with Carolina. Philly's Colorado's making a little bit of a surge a right now. Honestly, the Flyers Philly... are playing really well. Yeah, Philly's playing really well right now. Speaking of which, it's going to hurt the Devils too. Have you seen the whole um, Canada, the Junior Canada team from 2018? Junior Two of the Devils players, Michael McLeod and um, uh, who was the other Devils player? Because Carter Hart's now out too. Did you see two Devils players took a personal leave? Oh, did they? Like, when? Must have been, like... So, to basically give the whole story, not to be too graphic here, um, the World Junior... Oh, okay. Came out, yeah. 2018, um, there were about five players that are accused of sexual assault, and there have been four NHL players that have taken leave of absence, two of which are on the Devils that were on that team. That's Michael McLeod and Cal Foote. Um, Carter Hart also did it for the Devils. He was also on that team. So you expect that those are the five, three of the five players that are accused of uh, this and are supposed to turn themselves in in Canada. So not good. Not good at all. Yeah. I mean, Michael that. McLeod is a big part of this team. Yeah. It's. Oh, well. Crazy like... stuff. I don't know. That's don't commit the crime if you can't do the time. I guess. Yeah, it's definitely gonna hurt the Devils from a play standpoint, but another challenge for Lindy, I guess, for this team for overcome. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. we're ending on a sad note, Nick. Jeez, what do we? What do we bring the mood down? Why don't we just ask the ten Nets fans that exist how they feel about this situation? It's like, uh, have you seen the Family Guy clip where they talk about the WNBA? And they're like, that's for the fan to decide. Like, I goes, yay. <laughs> Is that the Nets? Do they have a yeah. fan? Evan Roberts and the Evan Roberts. five fans that attend Nets games. Brings his kids and goes to the Nets to see more disappointment. <laughs> This is a more losing. <laughs> Nothing worse than being a Nets Mets fan right now. Nets Mets Jets. That's the ultimate losing combo. Also, you want to give me opinion, Zach? Marcus Stroman's a goddamn Yankee. What should I expect? Yeah, have fun with that one. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Lovely. Alright, I think that's all the time we have for today. As always, thank you for tuning in and make sure to follow us on social media. Yeah, thanks for listening as always, guys. We'll see you next time. Next time.